This year has been a roller coaster when it comes to technology, and it's been both exciting and very scary. Um, and of course, the exciting stuff are the fact that we've seen uh, Intel competing with the M uh, silicon chip from Apple, um, and they're coming up with their um, something ultra. What is it again? Their core ultra um, um, silicon chip. And it's exciting to see companies beginning to compete with each other, especially when one company has been dominating an industry so much. Uh, what I'm looking forward to, though, in the future is the extent to which the um, um, Core Ultra series is going to become even better and better and begin to become even more competition for Apple and give them a run for their money. At the moment, though, the conclusion we can make about the M, uh, the Core the core Ultra uh, series is that they have finally, Intel has finally caught up to Apple and it has definitely made me slow down my ambitions to change my laptop or my desire to buy a new laptop because I want to see what they they can do with this new Core Ultra series, right? Um, and will it even be accessible to someone who's operating at my level? Uh, because, you know, we I've come to realize that laptops are actually not for everyone. Um, it's been a hard thing for me to accept, I think especially because laptops for me have been so useful and they've helped me so much and they've gotten me so far in life that when I see someone who owns a laptop and I see them not putting it to its use and using it to its full capabilities, I'm like, do you even have any idea what you have in the palm of your hand? Um, and and I've, I've come to just accept the fact that not everyone is going to appreciate the power that lies within laptops, computer, desktops, even a smartphone uh, or even a gaming console, right? Not everyone is going to appreciate that. Some people just want to listen to music, do video calls, chat on WhatsApp, stream a couple of videos, and that's ba their basic use of a phone um, the, and, and of any one of these devices. They don't see them as productivity tools. They don't see them as ways in which they can make their job easier at work and finish off a project that they started at work, get home and do a few touch-ups and then continue with the rest of their day. Some people just don't see them in that way. Uh, but for people like me, because I see myself as a professional in terms of my use of a laptop, right? Uh, not in, I'm not a professional at using a laptop. I am a professional in terms of my use of a laptop, meaning the work that I do on a laptop is very demanding um, and I'm a heavy user. So I get excited when I see something like the Core Ultra chips from Intel, especially because what I what I love about the the having options is that I don't want to be living in a world where the only option I have, if I want an affordable uh, 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 laptop, I need to go to Apple. An affordable, powerful, with a long-lasting battery and very good uh, uh, CPU and GPU and also NPU. I don't want to be tied down to one company because it just gives them too much power, right? Now let's move on to other things. One very obvious one which has been scary for many people is uh, AI, which, you know, now we're even starting to see it develop in a very fast pace that now you hear a lot of people talking about generative AI. You know, at first the conversation was just open AI or actually just chat GPT. And now there's so many other 
uh, 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 different forms of uh, LLMs is what they called large language models because you also have Googles, you have Twitters. Uh, I think Googles is called uh, Google Bard, and then Twitter has their own. I think it's called Grok. Uh, Elon Musk finally released it, and then we also have an AI from Facebook. These are very big juggernauts uh, pat- uh, competing in that space, and I, and and I'm not quite sure, but I think Amazon is has also entered the the space of artificial intelligence or what they're calling them now generative AIs. So my point was basically to say that we've moved all the way from just simple LLMs, which are just large language models. They're very good at generating conversations and creating stories. But now we've moved on all over to the place where we're at now, right, where we can now start to see generative AI, where they don't just generate conversations and language and are able to complete sentences and tell you stories and, um, um, you know, uh, combine other knowledge that they've learned, books that they've read, uh, blog posts, and 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 give you a summary of whatever information you might be looking for. That is just incredible, right? They can not only do that, but now they can mimic a person's voice. They can make music. Now they can generate images. They can even make videos. So, and they're at the in stage of infancy right now. I mean, you can imagine what's going to happen to the world when we get to a place where uh, uh, AI can generate as good of videos as your phone. You just going on holiday and making a video. I mean, that's just making me think of how many people are going to want to fake their videos, pretending like they've gone on holiday in Paris and just use images of themselves to generate a to have these AI generated uh, vacation pictures and videos. Oh my goodness, I don't want to live in that world. I genuinely don't want to live in that world. Um, and of course, this opens up so many doors to being defrauded Uh, to being tricked into thinking that you're talking to someone you know. But I don't want to end it there, right? I don't want to end it in terms of just this doom and gloom because we've also had advancements in uh, advanced robotics, right? We've had uh, uh, um, Tesla release their Tesla bot, which has been doing amazing. I think now they're at the Bumblebee version, uh, which is doing incredible. Honestly, it looks a lot more like the the end product that they introduced a couple of years ago. Um, And of course, Tesla's trying to create a humanoid robot. Um, And then you also have Boston Dynamics, which is focusing more on creating robots that are there to assist humans in their jobs and activities. So Tesla's trying to create robots that humans can interact with in a more personal level. So a robot that can actually exist in your house and help you with uh, uh, stuff like picking up sensitive glasses, uh, picking up sensitive items like eggs, glasses, uh, cookware, and actually get instruction to do very intricate things that human beings can do. Whereas Boston Dynamics is focusing more on robots that are able to help human beings with tasks that are not humanly impossible or inconvenient 
or maybe just even helping human beings produce um, things faster and more efficiently. Um, so I, I forgot what's the name of their latest robot. I know, I remember there was Spot and then there's the current one now that can do backflips, that can run, that can do all sorts of different tricks and also lift heavy objects. Um, and it's been amazing watching these two companies evolve. And of course, we know that even Japan has been part of that. Uh, they started creating robots many years ago. Uh, but I think right now we are at the furthest we've ever been as human beings. And it's, it's, it's even sounds weird saying it that way, as human beings. <laughs> we've also had uh, uh, gadgets that have come out that I feel like have had very little impact on humankind and on human beings, right? Uh, we've had the AR um, side, or, or actually you should call it mixed reality, like the Vision Pro from um, Apple. And then you've also had the, um, um, I think Meta released their Quest 3, if I remember, Quest 3 Pro, if I remember correctly. So we've had a lot of companies trying to compete in that space. And who knows, who knows uh, what impact the, 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 the virtual, I don't want to even call it virtual or augmented reality and Anymore. I think it's safe to just call it mixed reality because now they're making these headgear that aren't just limited to be to put immersing you in a virtual world or immersing the virtual world into our real world, but it's mixed, right? And, and, and that's exciting because they're thinking out the box. And this, of course, was pioneered by Apple through their Vision Pro. Uh, who knows what we're going to see next year, but it hasn't changed our daily lives yet. In fact, augmented reality or virtual reality in general has not impacted any lay person's life in any significant way. Uh, perhaps in the coming year or maybe in the next few years, we'll start to see significant difference. But for now, we're going to cut it there. My goodness, those are some beautiful reflective uh, um, um, you know, look at the some of the technologies we've received uh, this year and that have released this year and that we're not used to, kind of like how phone, we know we get a new phone from each company every year. Uh, these have been amazing and these are the types of technologies that are going to lead eventually to some great changes. I mean, AI is doing homework for some kids. That is something to think about and something to ponder on. Uh, my question to you is, what are your thoughts on these technologies? And do you think they've impacted your life in a way that perhaps you're noticing other people are not as impacted by it? <laughs>